diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a weekend basketball bonus. Place four fifty dollars bets, and regardless of outcome, you'll get a free fifty dollars bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure you download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin, and it has gone down the trade that rocked the world. Not really, but it was still pretty funny to to see Carson Wentz has been traded. He is now commander Carson in DC. I, I read the news and I, I was just giddy. I was excited. I was happy. I love the idea of us getting to play Wentz twice a year. Justin, where were you when you got the news that Carson Wentz is now a commander? Oh, I was at uh, I was at work. I think I can't remember if it was you or I think Rob texted it and I just looked and I was uh, a bit in disbelief, but I mean, it kind of makes sense as well. Uh, I didn't think he was going to end up, you know, in our division. It's pretty nice. I agree. Get to play him twice a year. Um, and I'm looking forward to it, especially with, you know, all the stories that have been coming oh, out. Man, about so him. Great. You know, uh, the one about Super Bowl or us making the Super Bowl run and him in the injury room or the locker room uh, with the injured guys saying how we didn't like something about it. Nothing specific came out, but yeah. apparently somebody called him out. And yeah. now apparently same issues are somewhat happening in indie so they're shipping him out again um it kind of it it's it's a little upsetting but i guess he deserves it at this point i've never seen i'm trying to think of a guy who's fallen from grace so much without having you know a big injury or something within you know some type of offense you know dude like drunk driving or abuse grace for carson wentz is insane i mean there was times when we had casually discussed driving to North Dakota to pay homage as a pilgrimage <laughs> to Carson Wentz. And now we're licking our chops for a chance to boo him when he returns to Philly. Rob, do you think he gets booed? Is there any sort of courtesy oh, applause? Come on. Yeah, he's getting booed. I mean, the way he demanded out and wouldn't yeah. play. I mean, I mean, a, a lot of this is 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 pretty amazing. I mean, first of all, he got so fired up from about the Eagles that, you know, after he was benched that he basically, you know, he demanded a trade and he yeah. wanted out. We gave up on him, but I gotta be honest, the Colts gave up on him even quicker. And that was with his, um, you know, his buddy, Frank Reich. Uh, clearly that wasn't enough to keep him. Um, you know, I think there's a, a couple takeaways from this. Um, you know, one, Sean, you sent a story about how after the season this year, he tried to reach out to the Colts owner 
make amends and, and uh, the owner wouldn't even take the meeting with him. So um, kudos to him for not even, you know, if, I guess at that point he knew it was over. What's the point, but you know, two takeaways for me, um, you know, one, how he fleeced the Colts. Um, I mean, in, yeah. is there any doubt in hindsight that that was the right trade to make? Um, you know, I know some people thought we could get more, um, but getting a first round pick out of that, um, you know, was absolutely the right move to move on, dump that contract after a year. Um, and two, uh, you know, a little bit of kudos to the Colts because honestly, yeah. I'm surprised they got the picks they did. I mean, there were rumors that Wentz might be uh, cut after this season. Um and yet somehow the commanders, maybe they were, you know, after losing out on uh, Russell Wilson, uh, there were some rumors they were in play there, uh, just panicked and said, we got to get someone and, and gave up two picks for uh, Carson Wentz. So um, I was surprised they even got that return because I thought they were going to have to cut him. So I guess I, I don't want to say they deserve credit because they, they should have never traded for him in the first place, but I am surprised they got what they did. Yeah, Colts uh, get a 2020, a third round pick, a 2020 second round pick, uh, but they're basically just swapping 2022 second round picks. A 2023 conditional third round pick that converts to a second round pick if Wentz plays 70% of the snaps. I've seen and, that before. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> or something similar. It's great because I follow a, an account called like Wentz Snap Tracker or whatever on Twitter. And uh, when when the, it quote tweeted the, the details in here about the percent of snaps and he just tweeted out the Undertaker gif as he was coming back to life <laughs> once again, count the Carson Wentz snaps. It's it's really, really bizarre. And and Justin just shared something in our group text that Frank Reich apparently felt so guilty about uh, vouching for Carson Wentz that he apologized to management multiple times. Imagine that. I, you know, I mean, when Carson Wentz left, I feel like you know, a lot of the stuff didn't really leak out like it wasn't pretty, but it wasn't like, I don't know, a lot of this, I, you know, even the stuff of him. Uh, being mad that the Eagles were winning and you know, someone in the injury room confronting him and they had to be separated, which I, I heard a, another podcast breaking it down. They go, this had to be Jason Peters, which it really seems like of the injured players on that 2017 team, the only one that I think wouldn't have a problem getting in Carson Wentz's face, I think is Jason Peters, right? Yeah, it seems to make sense, especially with how he acted the season uh, two seasons later, right? So uh, I, I think he probably, you know, called him out. I will say just one other thing uh, to do with this. I This is, uh, can we say that this is Riverboat Ron's uh, greatest gamble, right? Like, yeah. it seems like, you know, he put pressure, you know, on the GM in order to make this trade because if he doesn't make the playoffs this year, he's probably out, correct? I mean, you, you think he's he had to be looking for a guy. He's not looking to rebuild. I think he was just going with who he thinks can at least get them to the playoffs this season in order to get him another year. 
but I could be wrong. Yeah, it, it seems like the commanders were all in on uh, getting a new quarterback. They were apparently like willing to trade anything for Aaron Rodgers. Then they then apparently their offer for Russell Wilson, and we'll get to the Russell Wilson trade in a second here, but apparently their offer for the Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson was more than the Broncos were willing to give up. Uh, which is crazy in and of itself. And, and probably Chase Young was involved, but Seattle didn't want to trade him to an NFC team. So they went from, Hey, let's get Aaron Rodgers, Let's get Russell Wilson. And now ending up with uh, Carson Wentz, which if you're Jimmy G, you have to be really insulted that uh, Carson Wentz even got the call <laughs> ahead of you. Uh, the, the interesting, uh, one of the interesting impacts is our sponsor. Great win bet. They had a, uh, you know, all the people, you know, put out the Super Bowl futures and all them, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, they all stayed the same. Win bet in an ultimate troll move, move the commander Super Bowl odds from 60 to 1 to 75 to 1. <laughs> that's pretty nice. Uh, which is just- uh, that's that's when you know uh maybe the trade wasn't such a good idea. Um <laughs> look, the fact that he's gonna come to Philly uh at least once a year. He is not going to be looking forward to that game. I can guarantee you that. Or or the media session afterwards, because he never he never addressed the media uh, from the trade. Like we didn't hear from him after he got benched. And he just kind of disappeared into the night, and he just never never uh, addressed the media. But when you're playing in the game, and who knows if maybe he'll pull a uh, pull a Ben Simmons and and have some back tightness uh, before the game and not actually play. But if he plays in the game in, uh, in Philly, he's going to have to, uh, you know, contractually answer questions from the Philly media, which will be uh, front row. Uh, I mean, you gotta, you gotta watch that uh, presser there. I I'll be honest though. There is like a 2% of me that is slightly nervous because if Carson Wentz beats us, it is, I mean, it's bad enough if we lose to Washington in general, especially now that they're called the commanders, which is just an embarrassingly bad name. But if we lose to the commanders with Carson Wentz, ah, man, that's going to be a tough loss to justify. I would, I would like to point out his stats the last season. They weren't so bad. He just flamed out so bad in that game against the Jags, but I mean, 62% completion percentage over 3,500 yards, 27 TDs and seven interceptions. I mean, he just st- still makes the bonehead plays though, loses the close ones, obviously. And that Jags game was horrific, but I just wonder if they had been able to pull that out and let's say they lose in the next round, but he doesn't look nearly as bad. Is this, is this as big of a bat as bad of a trade as, as it looks right now? Well, let's not forget that. I mean, he's not going to have Jonathan Taylor carrying, you know, Very carrying true. the team in in Washington like he did with the Colts. So, I mean, some of that they, they just weren't asking Wentz to do a lot last year. It was basically, you know, let's give the ball to Jonathan Taylor, let him run with it, and you know, sprinkle in some passing here or there. Um, and even that wasn't enough, as we saw at the end of the year when the season was on the line with the Jaguars. So. Um, you know, could he have some good games? Could he sling it around a bit? Yeah. But I, you know, I think the problem with him is not that he doesn't have talent. Obviously he has some physical talent. He has a strong arm. He can make some wow throws. It's just that he has no consistency anymore. And he, he gives up too many, uh, you know, too many sacks, too many negative plays. Um, and I don't know that that is going to change regardless of where he is at this point. 
Not not to mention his injury history, too. I oh, mean, yeah. You're making that trade, sending all those picks away with, you know, a guy who's been pretty banged up throughout his career. Uh, Justin, is this an upgrade from Taylor Heineke? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm not joking because I think in a weird way, Taylor Heineke uh, has a, certainly not the ceiling that Wentz has had and very rarely reaches his ceiling. But you know what you're getting in, in Taylor Heineke, I think a little bit more consistent and a little less likely to, to have bad plays, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, his his play, he makes just really bonehead plays. Like, I was just comparing him to Russell's numbers. Granted, Russell played three less games, but the, the numbers are close to comparable because Russ had 3,100 yards in 14 games. Wentz had 3,500 yards in, in 17. And then 25 TDs for Russ with six interceptions. And then 27 and seven for Wentz. I mean, it's it's kind of close when you look at what they have, but I mean, you just see Russell out there. He was on. He had a horrible line, though. He managed to be able to pull that off last season. You can't even say he played great. So I guess you know, uh, Wentz. He just makes some horrible plays in some some really questionable situations. You know, yeah, really questionable situ uh, plays in the worst times possible. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Yeah, it's crazy. I just I'm looking at this stat. Commanders had 33 million in cap space. Carson Wentz is now counting for 28 million of that. They're picking up his whole uh, salary too. They did. Uh, I, Washington didn't even get any sort of salary relief. I I kind of assumed that would be part of the deal that they would have to eat some of that contract, uh, but they didn't. And um, yeah, crazy. Uh, I, I think, and I don't know what they end up doing. They're, they're still obviously going to be in the QB market, but I mean, it just makes so much sense. If you're Frank Reich, do you just not, you're not bringing uh, Nick Foles for a workout. I mean, come on, get the band back together, Nick. Come on. <laughs> I, I think they're going to go all in trying to get Jimmy G. I mean, isn't he kind of their best option at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or if they like one of the, uh, well, they don't have a first round pick, so they would have to do something probably to get into the first round and get like a Kenny Pickett type who might be able to work in that offense. But yeah, if you put Jimmy G with that offensive line and that run game, I I think they could be, uh, I think they'd be pretty decent. So, all right. Any, any final thoughts on Carson Wentz Carson? uh, I mean, it's just going to be, I think I would not be shocked. And a lot of times they do I feel like a couple times in the past few years, we've started out with games against the Redskins, the football team. And I wouldn't be surprised if we end up having one against the commanders, that would be pretty awesome. Carson Wentz for opening day, first game back in Philly or even in, in DC. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, if uh, that happens. <laughs> All right, breaking. We had to get to the Carson Wentz stuff. Going to talk a little Russ and, uh, Russell Wilson trade. And then uh, we're going to talk uh, top wide receivers, do a little like snake draft, breaking down some of the mostly free agents, a couple guys that have been linked as possible trade, uh, you know, like DK Metcalf, not officially a free agent, but there's a lot of trade buzz. Amari Cooper, not officially a free agent, but it sounds like the Cowboys are going to move on from him. 
and, and cut him. So uh, we'll go through those, see who ends up being the best match for the Eagles. Uh, a couple of the big names already off the board, your Mike Williams, your Chris Godwins, uh, Devontae Adams. Obviously, he got franchised as well. So a little unfortunate there. Oh, and as always, we are presented by WinBet on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Looking to get in on uh, some Eagles Super Bowl futures. Or uh, let's be honest. I mean, you're listening, you're a diehard Eagles fan, but why not get down on some of this college basketball? Plus the Winbeck Casino. Now they're offering a hundred percent first deposit match up to one thousand dollars. That's right, a hundred percent deposit match up to one thousand dollars. Get down on some blackjack, down on some college hoops, man. Oh, perfect time to be alive. March madness, and it's all going down over at winbet.com. Bet big. Win bigger over at winbet.com. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a game in front, call 1 800 522 4700. And uh, as always, also brought to you by IP Vanish, man. You're firing up the old incognito mode. Your data is not safe. ISP, prying eyes, hackers, advertisers, they can all get to your information. That's why you need it safe, secure. You can even hide your location. Uh, you can use it on your fire stick, unlimited devices. Doesn't slow you down on the web as well. And the best part is 70% off. Are you kidding me? 70% off. All you're going to do is go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. And that's ipvanish.com slash SGP to claim your 70% off savings. And we're back in the Diary Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Getting back to the Russell Wilson trade. Rob, are you bummed at all? Now, I'm a, I'm a Jason, uh, Jalen Hurts apologist, but I, I could have, if the Eagles traded for Russell Wilson, I probably could have talked myself into it, but I'm certainly not mad that they didn't do it. What about you, Rob? Any, any regret? Uh, look, I'm not mad, but I, I think clearly, I mean, look, clearly Russell Wilson is an upgrade uh, versus Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone can say otherwise. Um, candidly, I'm surprised. I, I think it was a good trade for the Broncos. I, I thought they would have to give up more uh, than they did. Um, what was it? Two first round picks, um, two seconds, and two uh, seconds, and, couple and play- some players. And Drew Locke. Um, I mean, Drew Locke's kind of a throw in. He doesn't yeah. have value to them if they're getting Russell Wilson. I think what was it? Fant, the tight end, and uh, you know someone else. So. Um, you know, I think it was a good trade for them. Would I have done it? I, I probably would have with similar compensation on the Eagles side. I mean, I guess there are some conflicting reports out there. I've seen that the Eagles did kind of make a little run, um, but Russell Wilson wouldn't waive his no trade clause for us. Um, so, you know, if that's the case, they tried. Um but, uh, you know, like I said, there's no argument he would be a clear upgrade at, at the QB position. Um, you know, I was concerned mortgaging, you know, our next few years um, for Wilson, especially when I'm not 100% convinced, like, you add Wilson to the team and we're all of a sudden a playoff team. But you know what? We got to the playoffs last year with Jalen Hurts. So I guess it's hard to follow that logic that we wouldn't be a playoff team. I think we would be a playoff team with Wilson and seemingly could go further than we did last year. So there's definitely a little bit of regret. I still like the idea of trying to uh, build with a younger guy, maybe at this point. Um, but I hope the Eagles did their due diligence and, you know, kudos to the Broncos. Cause I think it was a pretty good trade for them. Yeah. I mean, they're in a super tough division, super tough conference. Uh, they have, you know, good skill players around them. Good defense. 
you kind of you kind of had to do something at the quarterback spot. You're not going to get there with the old uh, Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke. It's pretty clear, and they haven't had good luck drafting quarterbacks. The only luck they had was bringing in uh, you know Peyton Manning. Kind of a similar trajectory here, where you're bringing in a a veteran quarterback with a Super Bowl win later on in his career for another run here. And uh, you know, I, obviously, I don't think you know, Russell Wilson as good as Peyton Manning, but uh, you can, can make some certain arguments uh, uh, to compare them to both coming in with one Super Bowl win. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's one of those things. There's a lot to factor in. Would you rather have those? Now the Eagles have three first rounders. Let's just assume that's what it took to get it done. Would you rather have those and Russell Wilson or those three first round picks and maybe an improved Jalen hurts. And, and again, you know, I like Russell Wilson, big fan of Russell Wilson gave out Russell Wilson uh, MVP on the show a couple of weeks ago when it was 30 to one. Now he's with the Broncos. They dropped it all the way down to 15 to one. So I do think there's a chance he has a good year, but uh, man, Jalen hurts. I'd love to see what he can do in this, in this first year as a starter, jump into the second year as a starter. And, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm blind, but I, the guy just was improving. What about you, Justin? Are you upset at all? You gun to your head. Would you, would you have made this trade for exactly similar compensation? Um, I just three, 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 I'm kind of in line with what Rob was saying. I don't think the Broncos made a bad deal, but I don't know if it was the deal for us to make in this situation. Um, I think we have holes in other areas, specifically defense um, and then the secondary linebackers as well. Um, So I I think, you know, the Broncos made a good deal, but I don't think it was for us. He's looking for at least, and I don't know if the reports have changed. I might've looked at this yesterday, but anywhere from 45 to 50 million a year over um, for the next uh, a year for, a four-year contract. He's 33 now. So that takes you into him being 37. He's part of his, you know, um, his success has been with his legs. I don't know how long yeah, that stays. You point. know, he maintains that he is coming off the finger injury as well. So as I keep talking, I'm trying to talk myself out of us not getting him as you can see. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, he didn't play a full season last season. Um, and if you look at actually his numbers and Jalen's numbers last season, they're, they're somewhat comparable. I mean, Jalen played 15 games. Russ played 14. They both threw through uh, 3,100 yards. Um, Jalen had 26 touch, uh, twenty six touchdowns, if you include his rushing TDs. Um, and then Russ had 27 touchdowns with his rushing TDs. Um, I, I mean, it's somewhat comparable. Jalen is in no way Russell Wilson by any means. And Russell was playing with a much worse line. Completely agree. But I, I think when you take into account the compensation that would have had to been put forth, as well as, you know, the new contract you would have had to give Russ, I am completely content with rolling the dice with Jalen one more season to see what he can do with, with whatever we get. And then, you know, we have next year's uh, draft class with quarterbacks. I mean, I don't really like anybody in this draft class, yeah. so I'm willing to roll the dice. And you mentioned, the, you mentioned the contract. I think that's something that wasn't discussed enough where Russell Wilson, he, you know, he's fine with this year's deal, but then he wants to reset the market. Like he thinks he's up there in the Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers type deals. And I don't know if I'm ready for a, a marriage again to another quarterback. That's what's the great thing about Jalen hurts. He's the ultimate side piece. We don't have to commit to him. He's he's on the rookie contract. 
and we can, we can play it out. We can see how things go. We can take it slow. We don't need to jump in bed with a Russell Wilson. And that's kind of what you're doing because when you give up that much draft compensation and, and players and stuff like that, they have you by the balls. Really? They, they gain a ton of leverage. And I think these players are realizing it's like, Hey, you just traded all this stuff for me. You're not going to let me walk. You're going to pay me what I want. Otherwise I hit the free market. Then you're totally fucked. You gave up all that for just one year. One other comment, Sean. Um, also, you know, Russ would be with Sirianni, and I really don't know how well those two would mesh. I feel like Russ really wants to kind of run his own team at this point. And I, I like what Sirianni's been building with these guys. And that's kind of another reason why I've been able to, you know, talk myself out of us not getting Russell. I like it. I like it. I just need to chime in and Sean, let's not act like you're not hundred percent committed to Jalen Hurts. I don't know, who are you kidding here? You are all in. I do have a chair. I don't have a ring. I have a, uh, I don't have a, I don't have a ring yet. Just a chain. Yeah, that's debatable, but well, that's, and that's a big reason why I'm also supporting him is I, I want to be able, I barely got to use the chain. I got to use the chain for one game. So it's a complete <laughs> fucking disaster. And I want to use it for an entire season. And yeah, I want to get it. And I want to get a Hertz Jersey, but I'm not going to order it till post draft. And that we know he's definitely going to be the quarterback. All right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, real quick. And cause I kind of talked to Justin, uh, he pre-show while Rob was uh, getting, uh, getting a nap in, uh, and, and Justin was saying he's kind of out on any of the first round quarterbacks, Rob. Would you be ex- would you be upset if they use one of the one of the three first round picks that they have on the current QB class? No, um, I would not. Um, and I say that I guess I still have yet to do kind of the deep dive on the available quarterbacks, so that may change after I look at them more. But as I sit here now, if they really like one of the guys and they think he can be the guy, and look, I know this is not you know quote unquote, supposed to be a good quarterback draft. Um, But you know what? Every draft that is supposed to be a good quarterback draft, some of them end up not being well. I think the odds are one of these quarterbacks will end up being good. Um, You know, just it's likely to happen. Someone's going to emerge as draft time comes. Um, So uh, no, the answer is no. I'd be fine taking a shot on one of them if they like him, if they believe he could be a player. Um, you know, I think we should, and I wouldn't be disappointed by it, but if they don't like them, I don't want to take one for the sake of taking them. Let's bolster the team. Otherwise with three first round picks, or again, I'm not, I'm not opposed also to trading one of those picks to lock to next year and, um, you know, keeping some draft leverage in case there's a guy you really like next year. Yeah. I mean, having, having back-to-back years with two first rounders, uh, sounds pretty sweet. So I wouldn't be opposed to that. And I, I certainly uh, wouldn't pass, put it past Howie, but right now I do think the best situation moving forward is, is using the picks to, to get a pass rusher, to get a cornerback, um, you know, to get an impact linebacker. There's, there's so many other needs to really round out this team, maybe even use it for a receiver. Um, I, I, I think puts them in a good position. All right. Just real quick. want to talk about PropSwap.com, where America goes to buy and sell real sports bets. It's college hoops time. Let's be honest. I mean, we're talking birds, but again, uh, maybe you had a uh, Washington commander Super Bowl ticket. Now that you have Carson Wentz as your quarterback, you want to get rid of it. You can head over to propswap.com where America goes to buy and sell real sports bets. And again, you know, these odds are moving all over the place. The future prices, maybe you want to hedge. Maybe you want to buy someone else's hedge. They got scared. 
aka opportunity for you. Best part is when you use PropSwap.com and the promo code SGP, you get an instant deposit match up to $500. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you by Stable Duel, horse racing DFS simplified. That's right. Hey, just hang out, pick a bunch of horses. The pricing's easy. We got we got horse racing tips, horse racing strategy in our Slack channel over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Really uh, giving you a bunch of content to help you win over at Stable Duel. And you can play free games and, and still win some cash or you can get in the paid games. You have a chance to win 25 grand. I mean, how awesome would that be? Such a rush putting together your stable, watching the ponies race it out. StableDuel.com. I'll see you in the winner's circle. And we're back on the Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. All right, let's do it. Let's move over to the receivers. I picked uh, 18 of the top uh, receivers available, free agents and the like. A couple guys are still under contract, like I said, uh, but you could probably trade for them. Let's see. Justin, uh, you are uh, alphabetically a first name. We'll let you go first. Who is your first receiver off the board? Uh, I didn't want to go first. Um, <laughs> I, you don't want the first pick? No, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm going to go. Uh, I was just, I w- yeah, I wanted somebody to make this easier for me. I'm good, though. I'm going to go if uh, trades are in play here as you're talking. Uh, I think it would be risky, and we've been giving up quite a bit. But, you know, if you can get a guy like DK Metcalf, I think you got to go get him. And I think he could really, you know, break this offense wide open. Well, so if you had the opportunity to do so, he would be my first pick here. Yeah. And, and perfect um, like pairing, I think with Devonta Smith and also couldn't you see how he doing that writing the wrong? Cause everyone gives him so much crap for not taking DK take a Metcalf. And now they get a chance to draft DK Metcalf or, you know, get him on the team. I, I think it's just a perfect situation. And if Seattle really is re- completely rebuilding, I think it's definitely uh, I would definitely toss a first round pick. I think for DK Metcalf, he's a young. Yeah, I, I like him because of obviously the size, and he's obviously played well. But I think also Hertz's game is somewhat similar to Wilson's yeah. as far as scrambling. Way guys got to kind of get open. The play, yeah. you know, breaks apart a little bit. Um, I I'd, I'd go with DK there. Yeah, I got to tell you, I don't think their game is their game is similar in terms of scrambling, but it's it lacks in one uh, significant area that affects DK Metcalf in that, you know, Wilson's known as throwing one of the deep best deep balls, if not the best deep ball in the NFL, whereas Hertz, we saw struggled all year to make that deep throw. So the question is, we get DK Metcalf. Um, you know, is Hertz going to be able to take advantage of him and hit those throws downfield? I, I agree with you. I think he's the first receiver I would pick on this list. Um, but I do think there's a big difference between him and Russell Wilson in terms of the ability to hit that deep shot, uh, which is the strength of DK Metcalf. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm saying that they are similar in some of their, you know, extending play abilities. You need a guy who's not going to give up on the play, you know, with with Hertz. And I think if, you know, you can keep that play going, uh, he's rolling out of the pocket and whatnot. DK, I, I, I do worry as a uh, as a as a Philadelphia Eagles fan, this, speaking for the city of Philadelphia, would we be accommodating to an athlete like DK Metcalf? who uh, uses a pacifier as a mouthpiece. I feel like he might, (laughs) if he has a bad game, that might come up uh, with some of the fans or some talk radio. Uh, 
<laughs> my biggest concern actually with taking him and why I was considering not taking him first was, uh, you know, it, he hasn't meshed a hundred percent with, you know, Pete Carroll and, you know, they've had issues here and there. And I actually feel like Sirianni and Carroll are actually somewhat similar in the way that they coach or coaching style overall. Uh, but that being said, I mean, you cannot, you can't overlook his talent and he might be a bit of a headache, but I, I think he's worth it. Rob, you're on the clock. What are you doing here? Yeah, this is a tough list because I think there's some guys that are clearly, you know, the most talented, but there's other guys that could be a good fit in a realistic free agency signing and, and maybe a little cheaper. You know, I actually like, um, again, this night might not be the most talented receiver on the list, but I like Allen Robinson. I have liked him for a while. He's a Penn state guy. Maybe there's just a soft spot to me, but you know, I think he's, uh, you know, he was great when he, where was he Jacksonville when he, he had some good numbers initially yeah. as a rookie, um, then he went to the bears and, you know, he's, he's been solid, um, but not, you know, he did have, I'm just trying to look, uh, I mean, 2020, he had 1250 yards, 2019, he had 1150, uh, or so last year, he only had 400. Uh, I know he's had a few injuries, but I think the talent's still there and look, the bears offense clearly has not been an offense. that's lighting the world on fire. So I, th- I think he has something left in the tank. I don't think he would have to be paid in that top tier of receivers. Um, so I would take him. I think he could be, be a nice, uh, you know, a nice piece opposite to Devontae Smith. Um, he can make a few jump balls. Um, so I would take Allen Robinson. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't hate that. And, uh, you know, people were kind of maybe comparing him a little bit to Alshon Jeffrey when we brought him in. He had that obviously very good 2017, but again, similar, similar trajectory where just, you know, a lot of injuries kind of ended up uh, derailing him, but a big physical receiver wide, you know, big catch radius guy's going to go up and get the ball. All right. I'm on the clock here. Oh man. A lot of, a lot of interesting ones here. You know, uh, tough call here. I'm going to go. Now, I do think he ends up re-signing with the Cowboys, but uh, and I'm normally opposed to to getting Cowboys, but if there's a way we can get Michael Gallup, I think think he is really good. And again, I I think the Cowboys also think he's he's pretty good, and they're going to end up probably keeping him over Amari Cooper, but technically he has not been signed, still available on the market. Good young receiver had had, had some uh, injury issues himself, but uh, I don't think it's anything that serious. And you know he's had he's had some nice games. He seems like a guy who has has a good ceiling, would fit our offense pretty well. And uh, it being a snake draft, I I am on the clock once again. Uh, as much as it would be fun to take Amari Cooper as well and just destroy the Cowboys' uh, passing game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna touch Amari Cooper. The fact that we would have to pay so much for him, and I don't know, he just doesn't seem like a Philly guy. Like no show in a bunch of big games. I'm gonna go this guy, and I, I understand the case against him, but Juju Smith Schuster, I think, could be a nice little signing. It's not, you know, is it gonna change uh, like their win total? No, but I, I still think he's a very productive receiver. He's a guy who can play in the slot. Um, I think he would fit in with the rest of the guys pretty well. Again, not a not a great 2021, similar type thing, 
Um, only 15 catches, but you know, in 2020 he had 97 catches, nine touchdowns. Now, some of that was him playing across from Antonio Brown and just the general weapons they had on their offense. But I, I, uh, it's, it's what he's had five years. I, I still think he has a lot of tread on the tire and I, I think he'd be a good fit and, and kind of fit the city pretty well as well. So Juju and Michael Gallup are my two Rob, you're back on the clock. What are you doing? Ooh, this is tough. I, I, I somewhat agree with you, Sean, about Amari Cooper. I, I, he's got talent. And honestly, I may see still only 27. It seems like he's been in the Feels league. Like he's way older, that. right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously he has tremendous talent. I, I just don't know that it's the best fit for us, um, but it would not surprise me if how he has interest. But I'm going to actually go Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't. You know, he's not lighting the world on fire, but he could give us at least another, you know, he's an upgrade for us. I think, um, you know, I'm looking at his stats here and, you know, he's, I, I, I know, cause he's been on my fantasy team. He's had a few decent games here and there, but you know, 2021, he had almost a thousand yards, 77 receptions for 982 yards, uh, 621 yards the year before that. So, you know, in the right offense, he can put up some production, um, so I, I, w- I would think I would go for him. I don't think he'll be super expensive as well. Um, you know, so I, I would take a shot at signing him and I'm still not opposed to, uh, you know, drafting someone. Yeah. He's, he's kind of a good in-between name, good speed. And uh, yeah, the Cardinals seem to be kind of high on him and, and yeah, five touchdowns got a decent, I think he said his uh, career high in yardage uh, last year. So certainly on the rise and again, not too old, right uh, after his rookie deal there. Justin, you're on the clock. What are you doing? Justin. Justin muted himself. There's ah. this Justin's war room. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm back. I'm back. I talked to my team here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we decided to select uh, DJ Chark. Oh, um, yeah. I like him. I know he's coming off that broken ankle injury, but actually a lot of guys in this little draft we have have why they're available, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go with him 2020, not great numbers overall. I think 53 receptions, 700 yards, but he had Minshew Glennon and uh, Luton throwing to him. So uh, I'm going to say he gets a mulligan there. 2019, you know, 73 catches, ATDs with Minshew and Foles. Um, he's a big target, 6'4", and uh, I think his 40 time was uh, just a touch, uh, a hair slower than Metcalf's. He had a 4.34. Yeah, um, and he's actually relatively cheap. Two years, 20 million. Um, I think we could get a decent deal with him, and he could help out our offense overall. Yeah, I mean, again, all these guys, if you think of them as just upgrades over Jalen Rager, it, it feels hard to see, like, how, how, how is our offense not better with a lot of these guys? All right. Uh, so you, now you're now starting round three, Justin, first round, first pick round three. What are you doing? You got DK Metcalf. You got DJ chart. It's a good start. I've, I've been going with these big targets, uh, man. I, uh, I want to go Michael Thomas, but I'm not. Um, I just think him with Breeze, the timing is everything, and Hertz doesn't have that. I'm gonna keep it with big six four. Um, Marquez uh Valdez Scantling. I'm gonna take him. I think he would help out the our team a lot. Um, I don't want to gamble on Michael coming off that, you know, the injuries, the year off, all that. So I'm gonna go with Marquez. 
That's interesting. Yeah. And, and uh, I think, I think Rogers really liked him about his scant lane. And uh, again, maybe he benefited from having Devonte Adams in, in the same receiver group, but yeah, I could see it. it's certainly an interesting uh, play here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a 2020 average over 20 yards of reception. I know he didn't have a whole ton and you're right. He was opposite, but six, four running a four, three, seven. Uh, yeah. He's got like, like a speed, sir. Take some deep shots. Hopefully, uh, and probably an upgrade on Quez Watkins. Although, you know, it seems like the Eagles are high on Quez and he's had some moments where he's, he's looked decent, but I don't know if he's like a true number two. I think best case for Quez is he's our number three. Rob, you're on the clock. You got, you got Christian Kirk. You got Allen Robinson. What are you doing here? Yeah, I think here I actually, from a pure produ- production standpoint, would take Michael Thomas. Um, yeah. You know, depending on obviously what the, you know, what the deal would cost you. Um, I think he is what he's 29 years old. So, um, you know, the other, a few other guys are a little younger, but from a pure pr- production standpoint, it's hard to not take him at this point. Um, you know, he had some incredible years with Drew Brees, um, you know, looking back, I mean, in 2019, he had 1,725 yards, um, 1400 the year before 2017, 1245, 2016, 1137. Um, obviously he's had some, you know, last year he had the injury. Um, you know, I think there's maybe some other concerns, but, um, yeah. you know, I, I I'm taking him yeah, yeah. um, try, try to fight one of his teammates, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was what I, I was trying to remember what happened. Um, but I guess there was some incident, but look, the guy is a phenomenal physical player. Um, and he would be a clear upgrade over what we have now. So that's where I am. Well, and, uh, and yeah, to your point, I mean, you know, maybe getting up there a little bit in age, a little long in the tooth, but he's a yards after the catch guy and, you know, very reliable hands as well. So in, in the type of offense we're trying to run, I, Michael Thomas succeeding uh, could make a lot of sense. I'm on the clock here and this guy wasn't on my radar until we re- until, uh, until we worked up this little exercise, but I don't know what it is about this guy. Everyone, all, all these teams keep trying to get rid of him, but Brandon cooks. I, I mean, you look at his numbers. The guy is just productive. I mean, two years, the past two years in Houston, one with Deshaun Watson, 81 catches, six touchdowns, one with like, you can't even name who their quarterbacks were uh, in, in Houston. Cause it was all over the place last year, still had 90 catches for six touchdowns. And still like a D and back-to-back years with over a thousand yards. Like I, I think this guy, I don't know, maybe he's just bad chemistry and he's, he's gotten traded three times, which is pretty rare for a guy who hasn't been in the league this long, but uh, you know, he's, he's not too old either. Like he's, he's young enough. He's 28. Uh, I, if again, he feels like a guy who's been around a lot longer, but if we're looking for a veteran receiver with production, I mean, the more I think about it, the more I'm pretty interested in them trying to make a trade for Brandon Cooks. All right, so now what? Back to Rob. Did you get yeah. two, Sean? Yeah, because oh. I was, you know, this is snake draft, Justin. So uh, back to back, I got three guys. Rob, you got two. Michael Thomas, Christian Kirk. Pretty strong team. Who's your third? I'm, guy? I'm, I'm going. Um, First of all, actually, I have three because I had Allen Robinson too. But I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna right. steal your pick since you you ran out, and I am gonna go uh, Amari Cooper at this point. Um, you know, like I said, is only 27 years old. 
I do have concerns if he's the right fit, but you know, tremendously talented receiver, even last year had 865 yards has had, I think one, two, three, four, five seasons over a thousand yards. You know, the, the Cowboys, um, you know, wide receiver room was obviously crowded last year, a lot of throws to be spread around. So again, from a pure production standpoint, I don't know how he's not an upgrade um, for us. So I'm going for him. And I do think it's something to look out for. It would not surprise me if how he tries to, to pick him up if he becomes available. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just does, doesn't, some doesn't sit right with Amari Cooper and maybe it's just in the couple of times we played Dallas in big games, he always came up small, but I don't know. I, I'm not jumping at the bit. I mean, I, it makes sense obviously in this thing to take him where he's taken, uh, and, but his, he, I think it'd be pretty pricey too. Justin, what are you doing here? You're up. You're back on the clock. I think I made oh. the pick, but I'll, I'll make up for it at the end. Hey, that's what <laughs> happens when you miss your time. Someone else. Can get my in. card in? I'm going to go with Russell Gage. Okay. Um, I like this guy a lot. I know he's only had, I think, four TDs each of the last two seasons, but the guy seems to keep flying under the radar. He's averaging about. 70 catches a season the last two seasons and roughly 750 yards as well. I think he'd be a great number two and a compliment to what we have here with Devante. He can get open. Um, you know, they didn't have uh, Julio last season and he was still able to rack up some uh, plenty of yards. So I like Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Making it. Yeah. I mean, again, he's playing in the dome. But you said, like, to your point, no Julio. And, uh, of course, RIP Calvin Ridley, who <laughs> <laughs> was dumb enough to bet uh, on FanDuel using his own name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, unfortunate that he is off the board because he's certainly a great athlete and dynamic receiver. Uh, not a great better or, uh, or, or criminal, I guess you could say. Or, so not great at breaking the rules and not getting caught. So Justin, you have four receivers. I have three. I'll just go. I'll, I'll jump. Or no, I guess technically you're back on the clock uh, as, as is true snake draft fashion. What are you doing here? We got Odell, uh, Will, Will Fuller, Jamison Crowder, Cedric Wilson, Emmanuel Sanders, Rashard Higgins, Braxton Berrios made the list. Yeah, I'm going to go with Will Fuller here. Um, just he's pretty consistent. I liked Odell, but, you know, he's coming off a second ACL injury. So that kind of bumped up Fuller for me over him, over Odell and Crazy Antonio. So his consistency's there. He's also fast, 4-3-2. Uh, averages about what? What do you have last season? 40 catches, about 600 yards. Um, so I'm going to stick with Fuller here um, for this one. Yeah. No, that, uh, yeah. I, I mean, Fuller too is a, is a guy who feels like he hasn't, hasn't quite hit his ceilings. Like he's had a lot of like nagging injuries, but I don't think he's ever had like a full ACL blow or tear or anything. So I, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you could talk me into a Will Fuller. Rob, <laughs> you're on the clock. Um, who am I going to go here? Got four. You got two left. I am going to go, I'm going to go, you know, I think clear, the best guy left on the list is Odell Beckham, but I, I, I just, I think he wants to be somewhere where he's going to win. I, I just, again, I'm, I'm not sure he's the, the what fit are you trying for to us. Say, but, well, look, <laughs> it is what it is, but I, I still think he has some left in the tank, but coming off the injury, I just, I don't think it's the best fit for us. 
I'll say Jamison Crowder. Um, okay. You know, I think these a lot of the guys left are, are a little bit interchangeable at this point. But, um, you know, I think looking at him, he had, you know, almost 500 yards last year, 51 <laughs> receptions. Um, obviously, the Jets weren't the most dynamic offense, so maybe he could give us a little more. Um, so, I'll, you know, I, I'll take him. I think he could be an upgrade and a, a, a decent – you know, number two or even a number three. All right. I'm doing it. No one wants to do it, but I'm, I'm taking Odell Beckham. I mean, again, we saw the guy's ceiling. Like he was a real handful in that Super Bowl. as much as it pains me to see it. I thought he was totally cooked, but in the right offense and maybe playing across from Devonta Smith, he could really shine. Certainly some personality issues might not fit in Philly and uh, coming off an ACL that late in the year. But again, being able to pick him up this late, it's a real steal for me. Uh, my second pick here, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Rashard Higgins. He's a guy. He's just kind of showed up a lot, especially in that Cleveland offense. And you could make a case that Baker's a pretty bad quarterback. I'm I'm pretty far out on Baker, and a guy like Rashard Higgins probably underused. Uh, he's, he's got a nice, uh, yards for catch again, hasn't, hasn't seen enough volume, enough work. He's going into his seventh season. He's definitely a, he's like a diamond in the rough type candidate, uh, for me, only 27 years old, Colorado state kid. So yeah, I'm going with Shard Higgins just cause I think there's an upside there and now it's back to Rob, right? Yep. Yeah. That was a good pick. Actually. I missed him on the list or I probably would have taken him. Um, I'll go Cedric Wilson. Um, you know, last year, I think he had about 600 yards again, crowded, uh, Cowboys wide receiver room. We're destroying Um, the Cowboys. I love it. Yeah. Just, uh, poaching all their guys. So, um, you know, that year is kind of an outlier. I think the year before he only had 189, but you know, I I would take a shot for him and, and, and see what he could do. Justin final pick. You're down to Emmanuel Sanders or Braxton Berrios. I get the remaining guy. Oh, oh, what about Antonio Brown? I thought he was on the list. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't put him on here. It seems like I think his playing days in the NFL are done. I wasn't going to take him. I was actually, I, I lie. I was questioning. I was like, at this point, maybe I should take a flyer. Uh, I'm going to go with old reliable Emmanuel Sanders. He's going to be 35. But, you know, last season, 42 receptions, four TDs. I mean, he could still get something done, I guess. So I'd go with Emmanuel there. Yeah, maybe he could, you know, bring something to the team, teach Devontae a little bit. You know, why not? Uh, For for me, I I, I don't mind taking Braxton Berrios. He was in my queue uh, to, to draft next over Emmanuel Sanders. He's kind of an interesting, he's just like your classic, um, like P- if you play DFS, just a classic like uh, PPR guy. He's only been in the league uh, three years, but you know he kind of came on late uh, in that uh, third year. Forty six catches, couple touchdowns. I think he could. He's to me is almost like a more dynamic Greg Ward, which isn't isn't something you're getting super excited about. But assuming we wouldn't uh, bring back Greg Ward, and you're not throwing a ton of money at Braxton Berrios, I think he would actually be a, a slight upgrade. A little versatile. Um, you know, you can run some trick plays with them. So, which I guess you can do with Greg Ward, not to diminish Greg Ward, but uh, yeah, Braxton Berrios, don't mind it. So. 
Rob's team, Alan Robinson, Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, Christian Kirk, Jamison Crowder, uh, and Cedric Wilson. Justin's team, DK Metcalf, DJ Chark, Will Fuller, Russell Gage, Emmanuel Sanders. My team, Odell Beckham, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, Juju Smith-Schuster, Richard Higgins and Braxton Berrios. I'll be honest. I kind of hate my team. Uh, mostly, <laughs> mostly because Odell's on it. I'm, um, I'm, I'm jealous of Justin's team because he has DK Metcalf, DJ Chark. I, I like that combo, but then again, you know, Rob's team, I, I Rob's team is probably the most well-rounded, but I, the upside of Justin's team with DK Metcalf and DJ Chark, I actually, I think I would vote for Justin's team, but it's close. Rob, how would you, how would you grade your draft? Yeah, I'm over, I'm overall pretty happy with it, but I think I kind of agree with you. I like the, the, the two person combo that Justin has with Metcalf and shark. Um, you and, know, depth, depth wise. I think I like mine a little better for the whole six, but I like those top two that Justin has. Two things I've learned um, from doing this. One, I really want DK Metcalf. Just looking at the rest of these names, like this guy, that guy could actually, I think, like have a major impact on our offense. And then Brandon Cooks, I think, is just a guy that wasn't on my radar. But from doing this and looking at the numbers and kind of breaking it down a little bit, I, I, I kind of am talking myself into him and. He, he seems a little bit under the radar. Justin, any big takeaways on these uh, potential receivers? No, I think uh, kind of with the way the order of the of the list in which we picked was kind of uh, you know reminiscent of, of somewhat of what I had. So yeah, I don't think there were any huge surprises here. Um, it was interesting though, you know, going through it. I mean, I knew DJ Chark was decent, but then looking at his numbers, I didn't realize 2019 was that that big of a year for him. Um, and I actually never realized, you know, he was still, he's still only 25. So, uh, once I saw that, it, I felt like he was necessary to pick him up and his speed, you know? Yeah. Uh, Justin, if I gave you a hundred dollars to bet on one of these guys being an Eagle in 2022, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to say shark. Why not? I think, you know, I, I think DK, is a tough one for us to pull off. I don't know if we're willing to give up that much, but if you're looking for something that is a poor man's poor man's DK, <laughs> then DJ. Might be the guy. <laughs> I like it. All right. That was a lot of fun. Shout out to Carson Wentz. RIP. We'll be seeing you come fall and uh, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at diehard Eagles 52. We'll be doing uh, weekly pods, working our way up to the draft, talking more free agency, ton of stuff. Going down in Eagle Land and uh, drop us a nice rating review on the old Apple podcast. Make sure you subscribe for the Diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean, second the Money Green. For Rob, for Justin, go birds. Go, go birds. birds.